0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Getting to Know You podcast. I am the Coldest Player in the game, Lore Iceman. And today I'm sitting down with one of the young cats in the community. Go ahead and let them your name. Let them know your name and your gamertag, please.
1: What's up, everybody? Um, my real name is um Keon Davis, but I go by Breezy
0: Kenju. Breezy Kenju. So go ahead and explain to people. Your gamertag, what what is that all about? What does that mean, et cetera?
1: Well, uh throughout the years, uh, I actually flip flopped it a little bit, but um around two thousand and seven, it was me and my little brother, and um this is like the very first time, you know, online was, you know, a thing and everything. So we would just sitting down trying to come up with like a nickname, so at first he thought the name Screeb G so in my you know opinion, I thought that was more of a troll name, and I didn't want anyone thinking about you know Screeb Jeep, you know being such as troll, so the name Cool breezy came to my mind at first, so my very original first gamer tag was Cool breezy seven four five six, and then. As time went on, I flip-flopped it around. So the second time, around 2012, it was Afro Breezy, because back then I had the Afro. So I was like, you know what, well, Afro Breezy. So after that, once I cut down my Afro, I was like, well, shit. You know, well, I can't have Afro Breezy no more because I have the Afro no more. So I was just sitting down. It's kind of weird, too, because I was sitting down – watching you know naruto and um i was watching hashirama the episode of hashirama and uh madara and so hashirama is from the senju clan so i was like you know what kenju sounds nice so i would said, i was like you know what breezy kenju so that's how i kind of came with the breezy kenju so i've always had the name breezy but i just flip-flop you know the words around from Cool Breezy to Alpha
0: Breezy, now Breezy Kenji. All right. I got you. I got you. So how are, how old are you at this time? I'm 26. And 26. So what, what side of town are you living on? You said time? I said, what, what side of town are you living on? Like where in Georgia? Oh, currently live? right now, am I? I am in Sugar Hill right now. Ah, gotcha. Okay, so somewhat close to the to, to the spot and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. And what do you do for uh, uh, occupation or education at the time? Right
1: now, I'm a forklift operator, and on the side, I do music with one of my uh, good friends of mine. It's mostly his music, but I do, like, the instrumental production
0: okay another another uh music piece in in the crew i got you i got you so how did you get into to uh video gaming in general
1: um i got into video games around three years old so i grew up with two other brothers and um they had all the consoles you name it they had the atari sega genesis game boy 64 i mean you name it so The very first game I played was Mario 64. And so I always grew up a Nintendo guy. You know, I had all the Nintendo games. I played all of them. And then I went to my aunt's house around like eight or nine because sometimes she will babysit me my little brother most of the times. And so when I went to her house, she had all the PlayStation games. But it was mostly fighting games, so that's
0: how. Got you, got you. So, what would what do you what would you consider your all time favorite game to play in general? Uh, man, uh,
1: that's pretty tough. I mean, there, there's a lot of great games out there. Uh, I would have to say my favorite all time it would have to be Metal Gear Solid 3.
0: Ah, okay. Respectable, respectable. Now, what got you into competitive uh, fighting game?
1: Well, okay. So, um, like I said, you know, my aunt, you know, she was big into fighting games. So, I will watch her play games like Tekken, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. So, at this time, I was living in North Carolina. So, the competitive scene in North Carolina isn't really too big, especially around the area of Tarboro. So, like, if you wanted to go to some tournaments, it would have to be somewhere around, like, Raleigh or Durham, you know, area. Or sometimes around maybe uh, Princeville somewhere. But what made me start competing – for games. Well, I'll start like this. The very first game I wanted to take serious was third strike and Tekken 5. So I was dabbling into watching, you know, players in T5 like Tetsuo. You probably remember him. He was a Wu um, Long player. Mm-hmm. To, I think he's a I think. So I would watch him a lot and uh, guys like me, of course, you know, JDCR and Mishima Star. I would watch these like Korean players, but I could never find, you know, players in my state that wasn't a competitive high level. Like, you had to actually go out and find these players in North Carolina, but in North Carolina, you know, the competitive scene wasn't too big. But I would say around 2010. Is when I wanted to really start taking fighting games serious, but
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, 2010, Yeah. Okay. Now, was Tekken like your official first game you ever played in like a tournament?
1: No, actually, my first one was actually Third Strike. Okay, I that's played Thrust Strike
0: in the tournament. Okay. So I
1: played Third Strike. I can't remember this uh, game venue I went to. It was North Carolina. This was like back in like 08 I can't remember what it was but obviously I did poorly you know I remember I remember easily I got so upset that I, <laughs> I actually threw my door shot controller so hard on the floor that it literally the uh, analog stick went one way the other analog stick went the other way I'm talking about it is destroyed and you know, my little older brother, he was pissed off because um it was his door sock and it was the only door sock controller we had left. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> but yeah, I know. But I was I was furiated because I literally thought I was ready, but I literally got destroyed. So yeah. Yeah, that's but that's, that's once I, once, oh, again. Once I transitioned from um third strike, that's when I started taking taking five more serious. And so I started dabbling in Tekken Five, went to a little local. I won my first match, and then the next two I lost. But I didn't rage too bad in Tekken Five, like I did third strike, because in third strike I was more confident because I was using Ken. But um in Tekken Five, I kind of went in there with like a level header just to go and have fun, you know. So yeah.
0: Okay. Now, uh, what characters do you play in Tekken at this time? Uh, right now, um, I play Leigh, Paul, Lee,
1: um, King, Armor King, Ganryu, um, Brian. I play most of the male characters,
0: and one female character will be Anna Williams. Now, what, which character will be considered your main uh, Lei Wu Long. But now, what attracted you to Lei Wu Long as a character? Okay, so Lei Wu Long, at first when I
1: picked up Tekken, the very first Tekken I picked up was Tekken 3. So I played Tekken 3 at the cabinet, so how I started off was, was Paul. Now, with Paul, it's kind of weird because... When I played Paul and I saw Paul, it reminded me of Bloodsport. Now, you, you we, we all know what, what Bloodsport is. So, I'm a big John Clyde Van Damme fan. Okay. So, when I played T3 and I saw Paul, that made me think of John Clyde. I don't know why, but it just made me think of John Clyde. So, I played Paul, and then that's when I saw Martial Law. And I'm like, okay, this is Bruce Lee. So, I dabble in the Bruce Lee, but I always saw Leigh Wulong. But it's really crazy because when I saw Lei, I'm like, wait a minute. This dude looks like Jackie Chan, but I was like, this can't be Jackie Chan. There's no way. But I was a little, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little slow back then. <laughs> but um, once time progressed, you know, one day I just asked my older brother, I was like, I'm like, is this Jackie Chan? And he was like, what, and Chi on um, Tekken three? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, that's Jackie Chan. I was like, no, it's not. He was like, yeah, this is Jackie Chan. <laughs> and so that's when he told me that's when he told me that most of the Tekken characters are pretty much inspired by, you know, martial artists. Right. And so that's why I'm like, okay, all right. So that's when I really started going heavily into label long because Jackie Chan is one of my favorite Kung Fu, you know, actors of all time, right beside John Clyde Van Damme. So, it's just been since Tekken 3 up to Tekken 7, I just, the the love-hate relationship I've had with this character, whether it's the moves, you know, frame data, you know, it's just this character, it holds a special place in my heart, so I know, because like in T7, when it first came out, when Lay wasn't in the game, I was like, "Fuck, man!" I'm like, "Okay, I got Paul, I got Lee, I got Martial Law, but it was like I'm I'm missing that that key key factor. Of why you know one of the reasons why I got into you know taking Seven, mm-hmm. and then that's when season two dropped, and I would not I would not forget this. I was sitting in the living room, and I was watching the full live stream that Evo and. When they show Anna Wills, I'm like, okay, Anna Wills, all right, whatever, whatever. But when they show my boy Lay, I'm not gonna lie, man, I almost cried.
0: (laughs) Almost cried, man. But now, with you being a diehard uh, Lay enthusiast, now what do you you think and feel in regards to Lay as a character needs to be? What does he need moving forward into, say, season four to be more viable? Um, the buzz
1: in the leg community, I think the elephant in the room will have to be. Um, his punishment game is very weak. Um, even after the punishment game, like, uh, some of his key moves will sometimes whiff, even on you know, hit. You know, there's certain moves like Snake Edge for that's Edge, but um, Snake Four even on hit, it's punishable. So it doesn't make sense for a move to have a damaged buff, but still on hit, it's still punishable on hit. So I think what Lego Long needs is um, better punishment and um, I would say better range on certain moves. I mean, I know his four four three is good. Uh, I don't know why they took away the tracking on his side step four. I mean – it's still a viable move, but I don't know why to go with something tracking on it. But I think that's just the key thing that Lay Wilma needs fix in season four is this better punishment. That's
0: it. Okay, I can respect that. I can respect that. Um, so do you know? Let's see. In terms of your your ability to play here, what was the first uh, tournament that you entered here in Georgia?
1: The first tournament I entered was Granite Brawl. And this was 2016? It was either 2017 or 2016, I can't remember, but yeah. I played, this was Street Fighter 4, but I didn't play no Tekken. You know, I didn't play any Tekken. Okay. But what's crazy, here's the, but here's the crazy part, though. I watched a lot of I let them players in tournament on YouTube. Like, I watched them. Like, I knew who Mike was. I knew who, you know, Drum was. I knew who uh, Poke Shot was, obviously. I knew a lot of these dudes based on the tournament play, watching these dudes play tournaments. But I was like, man, watching them play, I'm like, though, there's no way I'm ready. Cause, like, I thought I was good at Tekken. Like, before I watched them play, I was like, man, there's no way Kendall won't beat me in Atlanta. I thought that I was literally the hot shit. I thought I was the best player in the Georgia. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Before I watched them play, I'm like, man, I'm the best player in Georgia. Ain't no way Kendall will beat me. But I was saying it had to do something with. It was more of a pride ego. I didn't want to play in Tekken, you know, and Gwyneth brawl. But I just mostly played Street Fighter Four, mostly the time. And you know, I did play some Mortal Kombat. But it was a different um local that was in Sugar Hill, but it was in like a GameStop tournament for like uh MKX. But it was like
0: it was like thirty people was there. So it was a it was a pretty good tournament there. Now, since you have been playing, uh now have you have you been able to uh develop uh, a rival? Um Yeah,
1: and no, in a sense. And the reason why I say that is, um, well, I'll start by saying this. Most of the players I play a lot would be, I play Trey a lot. I play Truth a lot, Sims a lot, Mike a lot. Um, I play 96 a lot. Uh, I play you a lot whenever you're on. Um, But on the same token i really don't have a rival because i feel like with rivals playing the same person every time i'm not saying it doesn't get too bland but it's kind of like it's kind of like eating chicken or like steak every day it's like it's going to come a time to where you're going to get numb to the taste you're going to know the taste buds it's going to get kind of annoying eating it so i feel like playing other players, you kind of get a feel for what, you know, Tekken is not only from how player's perspective, but how you adapt with other players. So I don't think having a rival is bad, but I feel like me, from my opinion and my perspective, I feel like playing variety of players all around Georgia, I think everybody's my rival because – I can pick brains from everybody and learn something new, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I can respect that. Um, now, what, what do you think is probably your your worst matchup in the game right now? Hush, where where do I even start? Um,
1: I would say it's a toss up from two characters, Eddie and King because um, I remember one time I was playing Sims, and Sims was whooping my ass, man. And I'm just like, and he used Eddie, and I did not know how to deal with relaxance. And so he was teaching me how to deal with it, and I was like, you know, I was get, I was listening to him, you know, really getting his pointers out there, but it was like with Lei Wu Long, he really doesn't get anything... Off his relaxed stance, I mean, he can get 4-4, four, four, down 4-4, four, four, you know, but that's like, I have to sidestep it to the left to really get something going. But then with King, it may just be because of Mike, but I do play Zach Busa a lot online to get the matchup knowledge, right. and I do play Mike offline, you know, get the matchup knowledge, but it's like, man, I'm not saying Lei Wu Long doesn't do bad in that matchup, but it's like I don't know whether it's King or is it just Mike. I don't know what it which one it is. I really don't know. But I just think it's Mike. He just knows the uh, Lay matchup, but it'll be those two. And, oh, also uh Fang. Fang but also but Fang is uh is a bad matchup for uh well not a bad yeah, it's a bad matchup for Lay. But yeah, Fang, he just really just he bullies Lei Wu Long, especially in that corner because that up-back two is, is a problem because even Lei's race spin, it gets beat out by his up-back two. So, Lei really suffers just that move and other moves alone in the corner. So, it's really hard for Lei Wu Long to get the corner, I guess Gotcha. Got you. Now when you. my opinion. It's my opinion.
0: Now, when you're playing in tournament, is there anybody that when you – see him in the bracket you're like dang I gotta face that cat
1: uh yeah uh this was actually in DreamHack last year and um when I saw P. in my bracket I was like fuck because Somehow in my bracket I had no Atlanta players in my bracket, so I had one Marduk in my play, um, bracket, and I think um, I think it was some other guy, and I had Aru, that uh, female, I think it's Aru, I can't remember her name. She's uh, I think it's foreign player, and then it was some other cats, and then it was Peeling. So I'm like, dude, man, I gotta face Peeling. Because P-Ling, he plays Lei Wong, too, and he plays Yao Yu. So I'm like, dude, if I beat this Marduk player, I got to play up against P-Ling, and there's no way I'm going to win. So I wound up being the Marduk player, and I played P-Ling, and this dude destroyed me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he – it was so bad. Ice Man, I didn't want to do it, but I had to switch off and get Paul. But that didn't do it, and that, that didn't help at all. <laughs> that didn't help. Oh man, that that didn't even help at all. Like he didn't even have to go to league. It was a lay mirror at first, and I really can't stand lay mirrors. It's annoying. It's really stupid. I just don't like it at all. Period. So I
0: mean, I can respect that. Now, now, if this is the same, that's fine. But can you remember? Maybe the worst loss that you ever surf- suffered in tournament. Um,
1: the worst loss I suffered. Um, this was tag two, and um, I know online doesn't count. I know, but. It was a uh, online tournament that was on Smash CG. This was um 2014, I believe, and uh, I was playing this player by the name of uh, RoRo Panther, and at the time his team was Anna, and it was Lili. Now we all know Lili players online is something else, so. I'm playing them, and this was to get into top 16. But I was already a loser, so I had to beat Roro to get into top 16. And I'm playing this guy, and I'm going in there. I'm like, okay, I know the matchup knowledge with Anna. I know how to play Anna. I know her weaknesses. But it was the Lily that was just getting on my nerves. So – I remember this, you know, it was going well at first, you know, I'm out spacing him, out seeing him, you know, I'm playing, I'm playing straight up Tekken and straight up Tekken, you know, mm-hmm. not, not that tag tool, you know, bull crap. I'm playing that honest Tekken, you know, and you know, the dude, <laughs> the dude hits a random snake edge. Right. And I'm like, all right, hitting the snake edge. I'm like, okay, whatever. Then he drops the combo on purpose just to reset it again to put me in the snake-ass position. (laughs) Wow. So I'm like, wow. So I go into the second game, I'm like infuriated because it's like, dude, I just played the most honest Tekken, one of the most honest Tekken I've ever played. And I lost because of two edges. So, obviously, I went to the second game infuriated. I was like – I wasn't thinking straight, so I just started playing YOLO because I'm like, all right, just do one of the YOLO Edge. I'm going to just go on these stands all day. I'm just going to give a damn. So, I wound up losing bad. That was, like, the worst loss. Like I said, I knew it was online, but in my opinion, I think that was the worst loss I ever took playing Tekken competitively just because of the fact that I was playing the honest Tekken, and I lost because of that. So –
0: I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, that's that's totally messed up. Goodness gracious, a lot. All right. So, you you seem to have been been around for a while in terms of uh, uh, the competitive aspect of, of playing. Uh, mm-hmm. What so far what has been say your first your or your favorite three tournaments you've been involved in. Man, well, number one, I got to say Gwinnett
1: Brawl because, man, like Gwinnett Brawl, it was this, not only Gwinnett Brawl has been here for a long time and I do miss it every day, Mm -hmm. it's just the environment, you know, the people there, good people, good energy, and everybody Gwinnett Brawl will help each other out with matchups, you know, Nobody at Gwinnett Brawl was bullying nobody. There wasn't no belittle, nobody, but oh, you trash. Now, we obviously, you know, Atlanta's home of trash talking. So obviously, there going to be some trash talking, but it ain't like no trash talking to where, like, back in the day, you know, you trash talking, then, oh, you go outside, you get jumped, you know. It is more so this trash talking, having fun, you know. So it will have to be um, Gwinnett Brawl, um, Final Round, I really enjoyed
0: Final Round, and Dream Hacks. Okay, definitely, definitely respect that. Oh, can, me... I, can I add a fourth one, or is this Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'll, okay, I will add 4-4, I do. I do love going to 4-4, so. Oh, now, give me three of your favorite moments so far since you've been in the fighting game scene. Now, this doesn't have to be an actual in in tekken moment you know what i'm saying but but just being a part of the fighting game scene give me three of your favorite moments uh okay so it could be like any game it could be any game it could be something that happened you know what i'm saying at a tournament it could be even outside but just your experience in the fighting game scene okay all right so um I wouldn't wouldn't
1: count this as, you know, tournament, but um, this happened at Mike's house maybe like a year ago or something like that. Um, Pokechop was playing Akumu and obviously, Pokechop doesn't like 2D characters. So, when Akumu had beat Pokechop, I think it was either with Geese or Akuma. Um, pochop he got salty you know which i don't blame him because i would too and he ran it back with him and i think akumu beat him and pochop got mad and i guess akumu said something slick i can't remember but all i remember was pochop got in his face (laughs) and like he wanted to fight him outside so i thought that was hilarious (laughs) Um, uh, that's one moment. Um, the second moment would have to be, um, dream hat last year when, um, everybody was, uh, cheering for abstract. I thought that was a hype moment just because of the fact that it letting me know that even on the big stage, when we feel like, damn, like I'm alone up here. You know, we really showed that Atlanta has each other's backs. You know, we always going to be rooting for them, regardless if they lose or not. So I thought that was a very special moment to see me, Kith Mercer, Sims, Geo, um, Richie, Polk Chop, you know, Mike, you know, we was out there just cheering for this dude abstract. Even though he still lost. You know, we still was cheering for him, you know. When he got down, we was dapping him up, letting him know like yo, good job. So that is that was a very special moment right there. And um another moment would have to be the um first to ten money match between Genghis Khan and Akumu. Okay. And I I I I enjoyed that. That was that was hype. That was really hype, you know.
0: Um How did you hear about Tekken House in general? Um, well, here's the
1: thing. So I've always watched Mike on streams. So I watched him play on streams, but I didn't know he actually hosted like Tekken House, like at his crib. So Trey, I played Trey a lot, and that's when Trey had told me. He was like, hey, you know, um come down here to the um to Mike's crib. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right. So I'm like, um, how do I get there? So he sent me the address. And so I like, all right, okay, cool. So as I'm driving there, I'm at first I was just thinking like, okay, this is just, you know, a meetup with people to come on and play Tekken. I'm like, all right, cool. So pull up. I got in there and like, I'm seeing, uh, um, Shincore walk up the stairs um, right in front of me and I walk in there and I I sit down and then that's when, um, you was handing out the papers to fill out for the, um, the season two. And so I'm like, Oh, this is the second house. So like, that was my first time actually seeing it in person. Like I watched it on stream, but like, that was my first time realizing, I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm like, yo, y'all for real about this shit, so I, it was a hype moment for me, I'm like, oh, shit, so.
0: Got you, got you. Now, what have you learned about yourself uh, since uh, being involved with the competitive gaming scene? Um, that um, I'm, I'm way better offline
1: than I am online. That's the one thing I learned um, because over the course of the years, um, I know all of us, you know, most of us, I'm not going to tell all of us, but most of us, we we we've came from the online scene. And I'm not saying anything's wrong about the online scene, but um, when I look at online, obviously, you got to look at, you know, the online mix-ups that don't work offline. You know the um, the lows that you can see offline somehow you can't see them online. They're damn near unblockables. Uh, good example is Ling I Yu Sa Step Four. That's that's damn near unblockable. You you ain't blocking that online. But um, that yeah, that's most most definitely it because I feel like when I play offline, as far as Tekken goes, I really feel like I'm playing the best Tekken I would have played if I played online. Just because of the fact that I feel like my reaction time's on point. I feel like I can make right reads. I feel like my decision making offline is way better than it is online. So I feel like as a player, I'm more better offline than online.
0: Okay. Now what have you learned about other people since being a part of uh the gaming scene? Um What I learned about a lot of
1: people is um, the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't afraid to really, you know, help each other, you know? Like, for example, uh, a good example would be um, Mike, you know, because I always looked at Mike to be like this quiet old dude, you know? So, but I remember like a lot of times I go over to his house and I play him and He'll point out some of the key things I'm doing wrong, so that's why I started realizing oh like okay, all right, so this is he just he just one of those examples to where like he really do help out <laughs> people when they need help and he sees that you know they can improve in some of their uh, situations or some of their problems he can improve, you know abstracts another one you know abstract's one of those people to where um he really express, expresses himself. He really enjoys the atmosphere that he's around. Um, Paul chops the same way. Um, Greg, Nito, like all these dudes, they're they, it pretty much goes down to that. People aren't expray, afraid to express themselves. You know, because it's like we're all a big family down here. That's why I love, you know, because let's be honest. If we just play Tekken and this. That's all we did and separate ways. For me, it'll be kind of bland, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like that because it's like, well, that's the case. We might as well just stay playing online, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the one thing I like, man. This um, this the whole idea of everyone just expressing themselves, but being, you know,
0: respectful about it, you know. So, got you. Gotcha. I can definitely respect that. Now, what do you do in your spare time outside of gaming? Do you have any hobbies or, or any interests? Yeah. Um,
1: I think I said, yeah, I said, uh, if I'm not playing Friday games, um, I'm either working out or playing the drums.
0: Okay, play the drums or whatever. Now, now you mentioned earlier, uh, putting music together, uh, with a friend of yours or whatnot. Now, have you have you ever put anything down vocally? Well, I can't sing and I can't rap,
1: so it's just mostly just instrumentals. Got you, got you. So, <laughs> so it's mostly, but mostly how I do it is, um because. One of my big inspirations is um, Jay Dilla. You, you probably know who Jay Dilla is. Yep, I do. So, like, I will listen to Jay Dilla's production beats. And, like, I'll be on the drums. And it's kind of weird because I would sit down on the drums and, like, I'll just come up with creative beats. And what happens is um, one of my homeboys, he recorded. And then he record the beats, so it's not like electro drums. It's actually me playing the drums, and then he'll go over it with the beats. So it's it's weird, but it's uh it it actually sounds pretty good. It sounds
0: pretty good. Okay, now now, albeit the fact that you are a uh, uh, pretty young in the game right now, uh, in regards mm-hmm. to 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 competitive gaming and whatnot, what what type of advice would you give to a young man or woman getting into teching and the competitive scene.
1: Um, what I would
0: tell them is, um,
1: really get out and see if you got any locals out there. I would really tell them because you know the one thing I always tell people a lot is, um, man, like people, people always think that well, mostly online players. Cause I do talk like a lot of online players. And some of these players are really good, but they just can't find no locals, you know. And I always tell them, like, dude, like, you know, fighting game scenes is bigger than it was back in, like, 06 and 08. You know, like, back in those, like, days, you know, it was very hard to find scenes. Like, for me, exactly, like I said, you know, I grew up in North Carolina. So really finding scenes out there in North Carolina was very difficult, you know. So it was mostly for me online out there in North Carolina. So, you know, if you live in, like, cities like Houston or, like, Cali, New York, which is a big one for offline tournaments, even Georgia, you know. I tell people all the time, it's like, do you research, find information? If you got locals out there, you know, get out there and compete, man, because it's like, it's some really good talent players out here. Who wanna help others, you know, get better at um whether it's Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, it doesn't really matter.
0: That's true. Very true. So before we close, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you, where they can catch up to you. You know what I'm saying? Check out the mute. check out your music that you're putting together or whatever.
1: Okay, so you can uh follow me on Twitch. That's um, Breezy Kenju, but I'm going to get back into uh, streaming. I haven't streamed in, like, two years. But um, also, you can um, find me on Christopher Columbus, but that's on my friend's SoundCloud. So it's Christopher Columbus, but the Columbus one is actually spelled with a K. So it is Christopher and then Columbus. And then... Um, I don't have a Twitter. I mean, I do have a Twitter, but I mean I'm not really active on it. So I would get out my Twitter, but I'm not really active on it at that. So it's just mostly Twitch and
0: the SoundCloud. All right, Breezy. Well, we greatly, greatly appreciate you sitting down uh with us tonight, man. Uh and hope to hear from you again and hope you have a rest of the uh, good rest of your night as well. All right, appreciate Ice Man having me here. No have a problem. Good one, you too. No problem. No problem. All right.